Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. During the coronavirus crisis and lockdown, Rabbi Katz will be delivering an informal pre-Mincha study session on Zoom every day at 6.50 p.m. If you're interested in joining, please send an email to rabbidkatz at gmail.com indicating that you would like to be added to the Zoom meeting and you'll then be sent the link to access the Zoom learning session. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's, I hope you can hear me. I'm doing something very different today. Uh, It's Tuesday morning, and uh, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to do a different type of podcast uh, a little bit today. I do plan and I hope to do the regular two. I have a sponsor for one of them, uh, either today or tomorrow, for the yard site. And uh, I'm still looking for someone for uh, the weekend for the party show, but I hope I hope it'll happen. And uh, I just wanted to let you know, as I mentioned the other day, that I have now this uh, YouTube site, which is called Jewish History with Rabbi Dr. David Katz. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, we're now starting to put stuff up online. These are videos and not podcasts. Maybe eventually they'll do that. My son's in charge of the whole thing, but uh, so I'm leaving it to the tech people what to put together. This morning, however, uh, I decided to do a conversation online, which I usually don't do, with an old student of mine, a good friend, Gabe Aronson, who lives in the D.C. area, and who's a numbers cruncher, which is something I'm not. But I'm interested in the results of the statistics. And so what I want to talk about with him this morning is not history, but current history. The term you use for current history is called sociology, uh, for those who don't know. And in this particular case, Gabe himself is a statistics guy, and he himself wrote a report that he personally went studying in great detail all the enrollments in the schools, the Jewish schools in the state of Maryland, which basically means Baltimore on the one end and the Washington DC area. I know most of you are not from there, but just take it from me, that between Baltimore and Washington uh, and the suburbs and all, you have a quarter million Jews. And uh, the question is, how big is the from community? How big is the not from community? And what got me interested in doing this was the fact that very recently, um, the local federation here in Baltimore, which is called the Associated Jewish Charities, that's just a fancy name for the federation. They do what a lot of federations do, which is every 10 years, just like the United States of America does a census. So they do a, a census, or they call it a population survey, and they publish it. The problem is, as everybody knows, even if you're not a numbers cruncher, which I'm not, that as Disraeli put it very famously in the 19th century, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. And the question becomes, how were these statistics arrived at? And I don't know enough about this subject. 
So I'm part of the regular public in which I have to be the consumer of what they tell you the statistics are. Even if in my kishkas, I'm always wondering, are these statistics accurate? And uh, Gabe did a survey that he'll tell you about in a minute of, of the enrollment in the day schools. Orthodox conservative reform, although the overwhelming majority, obviously are going to be in the Orthodox. Uh, in recent years, and he's going to expand his research. And I married this together with the fact that the uh, Federation of Associated just now published their 2020, uh, shall I say, census or population survey of the Jewish community here in Baltimore, where I've lived all my life. And I don't like the numbers. Now, maybe I'm wrong. And basically what we're talking about very briefly, and this I'll engage with Gabe in a second, is how big is the from community, shall we, shall we call it, in the city of Baltimore, which has approximately 100,000, or they say 95,000 uh, Jews. I'm talking about Baltimore and the county area around it, including the Jewish neighborhoods. And uh, here's the funny thing. 10 years ago, they did a survey with a certain company, and they said that out of 100,000 Jews, 32%, if I remember correctly, were Orthodox which is a third, that's a big number. And uh, that led me and everybody else to say, well, next time they do a survey, it'll be closer to 40%, which is a huge consequence because that's the only community like that other than Lakewood and Muncie, which are artificial communities, that's not a regular community. But the regular Jewish community, which is from, not from, that's a very large percentage. However, the one that just came out, and I spoke about this with Gabe the other day, said the numbers have gone down. It's not 32% are Orthodox, 21%. Now, obviously, they're not going to say that the number of Orthodox shrunk in the last 10 years. Everybody knows it's the reverse. But obviously, what they're arguing is that the last time they took the numbers, 10 years ago, their counting was wrong. Uh, and based on a new system of better statistics, they're going to argue, the more accurate numbers are the lower ones in which it's more like a fifth rather than a third. Gabe, would you say I, I said that correctly, what I just said? Uh, yes. And just to give some background statistics on what they said they found, they said there were 95,400 Jews in Baltimore, uh, of which 27% are Orthodox. Was it 21%? In the, in the adult population, 21% are Orthodox. In the child population, it's 41% that are Orthodox, ah. uh, according to their findings. So that comes out to 27% overall, which is a bit lower than their initial estimate in 2010 uh, of 32%. But like you said, in this study, they decided that they had improperly weighted the responses in 2010 so that they overestimated the number of Orthodox Jews. And if you like, I could explain for a moment what that means exactly when they reweight. So basically, they had to extrapolate the number of Jews in Baltimore from a few sources. Now, um, who are the people making, these are people from out of town. Tell me who it is that's doing the statistics. Who's doing the, the survey? This is done by some researchers at Brandeis University, principally Matthew Boxer. He's been involved doing a lot of the community studies around the country. He's done a lot of them since, I think, the 2000s. I was listening to a podcast with him yesterday to try and get his background. And this is something that he's been doing for, for many years, for many communities, including New York, Boston, Buffalo. And he has taken what methods he was using in those communities and applied them here. Do you know, is he Orthodox, conservative, reform, secular, anything like that? Do you know anything about him? I did not look into his background. I, I do not know. Okay. okay. 
his background, it appears to me, is uh, a statistics economics guy. And basically, the reason statistics are so important here, and the reason the weighting is so important, and the method is so important, is that they're making all these extrapolations from 2,600 completed the survey, and, and they're extrapolating up to 95,000. And you need to basically figure out, if you have 2,500 who made the survey, how many of those are orthodox, and how many, non, how many orthodox people would not have completed the survey, and therefore you, you multiply it, whatever you think the difference should be. And you use outside benchmarks, like the number of day school students, the number of synagogue members that you get from other parts of the community. And that was their approach for this survey. And what they say is it is a superior approach to doing um, survey and extrapolations than what other folks may have used in 2010. So that's basically how they did it. They got 2,600 survey results, and they said, well, Based on the enrollment in Jewish day schools, we think there's X number of Jewish day school families. So if we think there's, you know, let's say 5,000 Jewish day school families and only 300 of the respondents said they have kids in Jewish day school, so we'll multiply that by 10 or 20, and that gets us up to the number of students. So it's the weighting that can really change it a lot, and that all happens beyond our view as to exactly how they weighted it. So that's where this matters so much and, and why you can, the, the results could appear wrong or off for that reason. And they include the confidence interval in their appendix. They say, we estimate there's 95,400, but there's a chance it's as low as 83,000 or as high as 107,000, depending on unknown variables. There's, you know, there's, there's statistical that. uncertainty. I understand that. And as I said before, living here all my life, I get to, I think everybody kind of knows that there's the Erech 100,000 Jews in Baltimore. I mean, that's always, good, you know, without poking at the exact numbers, like you said, but there's Eric hundreds of Jews in Baltimore. And I'm not even getting into the issues, which are issues now, is if you have intermarried people, do you count the intermarried as one, or halachic, Jewish, any kind of stuff, leaving all that aside. I'm just interested, personally, because I'm Orthodox Jew, in, in the question of whether or not there's uh, like a policy of undercounting. That's what I want to know. Uh, and the reason I say it is because the statistics in the last 20 years, as you know, and particularly back in 2013, when they did that Pew report that everybody knows about, was shocking to the man from, I would say in general, but the numbers went down, or at least that was my understanding over there. And, um, you know, I've grown up, as anyone my age is, and when you say, well, the Orthodox are the smallest, they're the poorest, uh, the, the, the mythology, and I've spoken about this in my lecture series, mythology of the 20th century was, you know, the Orthodox on the way out. Uh, the conservative was supposed to be the next uh, uh, big uh, wave. All obviously was just um, incorrect in the first place. And we know that the day schools are increasing in numbers, I think. I only say that because I see Beis Yaakov is always adding new classes. Other schools are adding new classes. We know new kids are being born all the time, obviously. People are moving here. Uh, Baltimore has a is one of the places in the country where from people move. When I go around the country and speak, wherever I go, just about, I'm always running into people and parents who are always complaining, our kids are moving away. And even Chicago told me, and where they're moving to, I always hear the same thing. It's Lakewood, it's Muncie, New York, it's Baltimore. That's what I keep hearing, you know. So uh, it doesn't make sense to me that if the numbers are pretty much the same, about 100,000, in 2010, in 2000, in 1990, 1980, there was 100,000 pair. And I know, I'm living here, I see the whole neighborhoods are expanding, and a lot of from people are, uh, are uh, living here, and the number's increasing. 
So how come there's not a reflection of that in, in the statistics? Am I missing something? So there's two possibilities there. Um, the, the first is that they significantly undercounted Orthodox Jews in this 2020 survey. There are a few things that point to that. The first is that one of the benchmarks they used was a number of households with, with kids in Jewish day school. And they determined that number based on assuming there are 5,200 students in Jewish day schools in Baltimore in 2019. That was a the number they used. They were in fact incorrect though, using state administrative data from the state of Maryland, which collects data enrollment on every private school in Maryland, I've concluded there's actually about 5,700 Jewish day schools in Baltimore in 2019. So they underestimated by about 10% the number of kids in Jewish day schools, which would put them off significantly because it's mostly Orthodox Jewish and Jewish day schools. And they also did not separately consider enrollment in Orthodox versus non-Orthodox day schools. They kind of lumped them together. And given that less than one in five kids in Jewish day schools in Baltimore are in non-Orthodox day schools. That is to say schools that aren't specifically Orthodox like Krieger Schechter and Beth Tefilla. The remainder are in explicitly Orthodox Jewish day schools like Beis Yaakov, like you said, TA, Nair, and a, a smattering of smaller ones. So they lumped them all together, which I believe would result in overestimating the number of non-Orthodox kids. So that would also create a little bit of an off there. And finally, one of the most intriguing numbers that I saw in their statistics that, that seemed the most unusual was that in their demographic appendix, where they talk about demographics for each of their groups, for about all the groups, it was about half men, half women. But they found that there are 61% of Orthodox adults are, are men, and only 40% are women. So what that would mean is for every two Orthodox women in Baltimore, there are three Orthodox men. That makes me wonder, are they significantly undercounted Orthodox women in their count? Because that percentage is very far off. It's a more skewed uh, ratio than they have yeah, in that's not, that's not India. What the or, that's not what the Shadchanim would say. And it, it's the opposite of what the Shadchanim would say, right. right? So it seems to me like something about their methodology, whether intentional or unintentional, is perhaps significantly undercounting Orthodox Jewish women who are adults. And I can make some guesses as to what that would be. Their methods were significantly based on getting lists of people. So to figure out who to send the survey to, they got uh, lists from like 50 or so Jewish organizations. And they got lists of people who are members or donors or whatever. And then they, they emailed those lists or, or emailed, mailed those lists to the survey. And if Jewish women are less likely to be on those lists, or perhaps single Jewish women or, or, or what have you, that could result in undercounting uh, Orthodox Jewish women in their survey in, in a significant way. Uh, and and they, tried to, they tried to correct for it by using uh, uh, just a large number of just Jewish sounding names from the Baltimore area. Collect, collect did they, the base did they say which of the, who the 50 organizations are? They did, yes. Uh, they, they listed them all out. Um, I counted there were nine organizations known to serve families of children, six that serve young adults, 19, the, 19 synagogues, and 36 other Jewish organizations, including 13 Jewish day schools. Who are the synagogues? just want to see which shows they consulted to see about the organization. They include a list at the end. I could call out a few. I'm just interested. Is it something, as we would quote unquote, say from organizations from this community? Or not? That's there, the, there's Baltimore Hebrew Organiz Congregation. There is the Beth Israel Congregation. Conservative. Beth Shalom. Conservative. Beth Tefillah. The Bolton Mount Street Word. Synagogue. That's conservative. Kala Congregation. Who? 
Uh, Kala, C-A-L-A-H. I've never heard of them. It's, pra, pra, I don't, it's a reconstruction. Five Chabads. Five Chabads. The Columbia Jewish Congregation. Okay. The Eitz Chaim Center. Uh, yeah. they, they, they took the entire Erev list, it looks like. I'm just saying, I'm just, I don't know. Do they have, for example, the large from Schultz in Baltimore? Did they consult them? Shomri Amuna, uh, uh, Rabbi uh, Berger Shul, you know, places like Esher, Israel, I go to, that's all I'm saying. I, all, all, all I'm bringing out in this podcast is, as if we're, when you read statistics, especially when you see statistics that affect funding of priorities because the federations and other places, uh, I, I assume, are going to um, organize their funding uh, you know, priorities based on the information that they're getting from the surveys. So um, these are, uh, you know, uh, these are important uh, uh, statistics. And I just wonder how they're weighted. And they use the scientific voice, uh, which is authoritative. But I'm just, as I say before, and I don't pretend to be familiar with that science. That's why I'm talking to Gabe. But I'm always very skeptical about this. One of the it does seem to me that they, that they did not include many Orthodox synagogues, or at least the, the big ones in here. I don't see Beth Abraham, for example, or... Uh, or, uh, or, or, or the Agoda, or the Sheriff Israel, or Shomri. I, I don't see any of them in the list that they got from. So, What about uh, Rabbi Howard Shul, Beth Jacob, Sherazine? No, no I, I don't see any of them uh, actually in that's, here. That, that's what I kind of suspected. So look, I could be wrong, you know, and I mean it. Uh, but it's always interesting when you do history, you can't necessarily believe what you read in the footnotes. You've got to do your homework. So if we're still having a conversation, it doesn't matter that much. But if you're uh, trying to find out what's really the scratching beneath the surface, for example, in the study of Jewish history, one of the things you're interested in is the size of Kehillahs and communities. Uh, what are the numbers? Who made up those numbers? Uh, which which uh, research historians got those numbers? And are they accurate? In the modern era, the, um, the uh, what shall I say, Hashkafa Dika, uh, the ideological differences sometimes uh, skew the numbers. Uh, that's what I think. I repeat, I'm not an authority in this. I, that's what I think. Uh, one of the challenges with these numbers in the U.S. is that the government does not collect information on who's Jewish or not. Right. That's correct. That means that they need to use surveys and then use a bunch of statistical methods to extrapolate based on the, those surveys, you know, how many are Jewish or how many Orthodox. Would right. it be correct that in the past when they had autonomous course of Kehillahs that they had better records on who was Jewish and how many there were? I'm not sure because... Um, one of the pro it depends. One of the problems in Jewish history is most of the records are destroyed. There are some places where they did. On the other hand, usually what they did was uh, mention a family that's a taxpayer. So people are not taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Mention, and this is a well-known problem in Jewish historical demographics. Um, what's funny to me is here we are in the year 2020, when we have quote unquote modern scientific methods of population surveys. But I'm challenging, or questioning at least, uh, you know, the basis for what we call the modern scientific uh, approach to this. Uh, as I said before, it's all just by way of uh, speculation. And I'm sharing this in the podcast form because uh, you look, everybody living out there listening to this, you live in towns, you live in places. And wherever you live, there is commu Jewish community um, funding and all that. And it's usually based on these uh, kind of demographic uh, surveys. 
and uh, you got to watch out. You can't do anything about it, but you know, you, you watch with a um, what shall I say, an appropriately uh, inquisitive eye over the question of you know how accurate are the the funding bases bases for these sorts of things. Now, I'll repeat again. Now, I'm not saying it just to be pious. I could be wrong. I was at a meeting about a rabbi meeting some time ago, and somebody brought up the figure of 4,500 uh, from families which was a small number to me. And uh, indeed, 4,500 would come out to something like 20,000, 25,000 people, depending how you calculate how many people are in a typical family, which obviously not everybody has six kids, but, uh, but many do, you know, and they certainly have more than two. So uh, I don't know how to, uh, uh, you know, work with these numbers exactly. If you like Rabbi Katz, I put together a model we could use to try and estimate the number of Orthodox Jews based on enrollment in Jewish state schools alone. We could, we could try and... And what uh, number would you come up with? We have a very solid number, 4725 students enrolled in Orthodox state schools in 2019. That's a very solid number we have from state data. 47 or 57? 57 in Jewish state schools, 47 in Orthodox Jewish state schools. Okay. So and you're excluding, yeah. based on what you told but, me before, you're not counting Betafilla and all that. Which, that is which correct, has, yeah. Which certainly has Orthodox students there. Okay. certainly has some. So if we use this number, it could be a little bit of a low estimate. We need, to, we need to estimate four other numbers to get from the number of students in Orthodox Jewish state schools to the number of total Orthodox Jews. So the first question is, how many of the kids in those Orthodox Jewish day schools are from local families? The second question is, what percentage of the students in the Orthodox schools are Orthodox students? The third question is, what's the percentage of Jewish families who send their kids to Orthodox Jewish day school? And then finally, what percentage of Orthodox Jews are in the K-12 age range? If we assume that there were 90% of kids on Orthodox Jewish day schools are Orthodox, and we assume that 90% are local, and we assume that 89% of Orthodox families send their kids to Orthodox Jewish day schools in the Baltimore area, which is exactly what's estimated in the community survey from Brandeis. And finally, that about 14% of Orthodox Jews are in, the, are in the Jewish day school range. So if we assume that, then we would come out to about 30,700 Orthodox Jews in Baltimore. We get from, from, is, from having that estimate. Which is actually lower than I would even say, but okay, so then you're talking about a third. Yeah, and it could be even higher than if... Uh, if right, and if, I think know, it's higher, but, yeah, you know, but like I said before, you know, I don't know. So, so, so I, yeah, sorry. No, 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 go, let, let, I made my point, and so have you. Just tell me before we end, how did you get into this uh, numbers crunching of uh, uh, fanaticism? Uh, so after I graduated from Hopkins with a public policy degree, I went to work for the Orthodox Union's uh, Jewish Day School Advocacy Shop. Back then it was called OU Advocacy, but now it's Teach Coalition. And we were advocating for government funding for Jewish day schools. What it's useful uh, when you're doing that kind of thing is knowing the number of Jewish day school students there are. I happened to be working at a time right around when the 2013 Abichai census of Jewish day schools came out. So that was, that was very useful. But no one's done that since then. So there, there just aren't good numbers on Jewish day schools. And it, it was always frustrating to me that the states collect this information and publish it, but no one's putting it all together in, in one place. So I figured I could, I could just do that. I could just go and put all the, right. put all the numbers out there and it would be useful for future, future historians and also current statisticians. I mean, this is information that would have improved the quality of the 2020 Baltimore study if, it had, if I put it out a year ago. Very good. So um, if anybody wants to access your stuff, what do they do? They can go to uh, my website, greatconsultingllc.com. What's they it called? Say it again? Great, sorry, greatconsultingllc.com. 
there's a section there for research, and I'm going to be putting up all my research in Jewish day schools. I'm currently working on California. I have a research assistant who is going through all the schools there and, and tagging them as Jewish or not, and then we need to tag them as Orthodox or not, and then we'll, we can put up all the enrollment numbers for, for all of California over the past uh, 20 years. So, folks, if, you, uh, if you're the type that's interested in this, uh, you know, somewhere, somewhere, if you're the type that's interested in this and you want to get real numbers, uh, which uh, the truth of the matter is, in your local community, this means uh, money or lack of money uh, when, when, when it comes to these uh, allocations, then uh, Gabe Aronson is the guy you want to get a, a hold of. So uh, again, what's, uh, you want to give out your, your email address or not? Gabe Aronson at gmail.com. That's G-A-B-E-A-A-R-O-N-S-O-N at gmail. At gmail.com. Okay, great. And, Thank you uh, my cats. As I said before, this is a little different than what we usually do. But I'm actually, I, I happen to be, you, you, most of you don't know me, I happen to be very interested in Jewish sociology as well. It's not my um, expertise, so um, it's not what I uh, usually uh, lecture on, but sometimes I do. Uh, but uh, th what's happening, uh, you know, in the 21st century in American Jewry, world Jewry in general, is something that ought to be of interest to all of us. Um, unfortunately, everything you read online is skewed one way or the other, even from slant or anti from slant. And uh, it's not often you get a hold of hard numbers, which kind of hopefully transcend all this. And with that, I say, to you, and I wish everybody a good day. And I hope soon this will be uh, out there available for everybody. Take care. Thank bye bye. You. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.